episode of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. My name is Belle. And I'm Molly. I don't know what I said my name is. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> now I have that Eminem song stuck on my head. But today we are talking about music. Well, Yay. a musician. We're talking about Robert Johnson's deal uh, with the devil. And, <laughs> and how the legend of the deal with the devil came to be. Which is a fun topic for one person here. <laughs> I don't know about both of us. Listen, I, for some reason, am just fascinated by, by the act of making a deal with the devil. I'm not trying to, not what I'm saying, but people that do, I'm, I'm curious. So... So before we jump into Robert Johnson's deal, which happened in Mississippi, we're going to talk about the lore behind making a deal with the devil. Um, so this legend dates back all the way to the 6th century when this saint's name is very hard to say. Yeah, we apologize beforehand. Saint Theophilus. I could be saying that so wrong. Um, the penitent, or I have to say his name again, Theophilus of Edania, decided to make a deal to gain <laughs> to gain. Basically, in normal terms, he wanted to become a bishop of the church. So this man sold his soul to the devil so that he become a bishop in the church. Because that makes logical sense. Oh, like, the way that he cancels everything out, it's just (laughs) insane. He contacted a mage who, I guess, got him in contact with the devil. Um, So that really is (laughs) a secretary. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I guess it's like a, that game of telephone that you can play, like it used to play as oh, kids. Yeah. It's like you whisper in someone's ear. You're like, I need to make a deal with the devil. And so the mage is like, hey, he needs devil. to make a deal with the devil. And so it's like very back and forth. Apparently. I wonder who the last person is to talk to the devil. Because I feel like that would be terrifying. I don't know. Not a job I would like to Maybe have. Maybe he has like a secretary. We've talked about this before. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that this is a conversation we've already had is concerning, but that's yeah, why we have a podcast about stuff yeah, like really. this. Um, so he sold his soul, and the devil made him renounce the church and God and the Virgin Mary so that he could become a bishop in the church. He had to renounce the church and God and the Virgin Mary to become a bishop so he in really the same to- church he was renouncing. He didn't want to earn this position. He basically wanted to, like, gain it through this deal. From what I'm understanding is that he was up for this position. I don't know what the rules were back then. I'm Almost sure like somebody... like an election? Kind of. I mean, obviously it's not like an election. It's, but. I don't know, old world religion studies. But from what I've read, he was up to become the bishop. Because someone else was already in this position. He stole this position from someone. Oh. Yeah. Someone was already the bishop. Okay. And he was trying to get that position that they were in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I understand. So, instead of, like, waiting till this guy died, I guess, or left the job, he was like, I'm going to sell my soul to the devil. 
no patience. Quickest route. At all. Quickest route. Yeah. It's it like is. when you're running a marathon and you just hop in a car. If that car was driven by the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately for him, it was in fact driven by the devil. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was the worst kind of Uber. <laughs> At some point, Theophilus regretted his decision. And prayed to the Virgin Mary to be forgiven and get out of his contract. He fasted for 40 days and then Mary appeared to him. So here's the thing. <laughs> Here we go. I'm a, I, you know, I'm not judging anyway for their religious beliefs. I think that, you know, you might be able to see angels and stuff like that. But if you haven't eaten in 40 days. That's enough to do something to you. I have a feeling that you're going to be seeing a lot of things. Yeah. Like water? hallucinating. He had to. Yeah. yeah. I, you die after like seven yeah, days of not drinking water, I think. So he fasted for 40 days and Mary appeared to him. He is then to said to have begged her for forgiveness. And after scolding him, she told him that she would try and see what she could do. I'm sure that is not exactly <laughs> what she said. But in so many words, that's what I gathered. I wish that it, what, that was that exactly she'd be what like, she said. Eh, I'll try and see what I can do. I feel like she's very annoyed. Like, because yeah. she like scolded him and then was like, fine, whatever. I'll see what I can do. She's probably like, I have to deal with you people all the time. Yeah. Just give me a few days. I don't know. We'll see. Well, see it happens. was more than a few days. After another 30 days of fasting, oh. <laughs> Mary appeared to Theophilus. To tell him that all was forgiven in God's eyes and that he was free. However, three days later, he is said to have woken up with Satan's contract placed on his chest. Oh, so it's a physical contract. Apparently. So the way that he made his contract was that he, it's a physical piece of paper, I guess, and he signed his name in his own blood. And that's a reoccurring thing with a lot of these deals from what I've heard is that you have to sign it with your own blood or they take your blood in some way. And some of them, this is so creepy. And some of them, like the devil or the demon that comes to you will like kiss you and then bite your mouth and make you bleed. Some of them, they'll cut your hand open. It's wild. It's wild. None of the above sounds like a good time to me. I like blood. I'll pass. Yeah. I I could care less. I just don't want to purposely cut myself. Mm-mm. or no. kiss a demon. I'm like, mm-hmm. these seem like obvious things. <laughs> yeah. So, Theophilus believed that the devil placed it there to remind him that he still had a contract. He was super freaked out, so he took the contract to the bishop who he had stolen the job from. Oh, so he was actually... He was the bishop. And so, Theophilus went back to the bishop that he stole oh. the position that he's currently okay. in okay. from. He went back to him, mm-hmm. and the bishop burned the contract, which I feel like Theophilus could have done himself. <laughs> yeah. Or anyone if this could was have done. An actual, mm, if it was an actual contract, I'm not exactly sure that's how it works. I mean, contracts aren't technically just physical. Yeah, exactly. So. That's my thing. It appeared on his chest, which means that, one... Uh, the devil was keeping records. <laughs> yeah. So I don't feel like if it... Almost like a conviction. Like, you know, gotta yeah, for real. knock on his door oh and make God. sure he knows. <laughs> gotta leave this piece of paper here. 
So legend has it that as soon as the contract was finally destroyed, like completely in ashes, Theophilus died on the spot, supposedly from happiness and relief over having finally been freed. Here's hoping that the contract actually worked. Because <laughs> yeah, if not, really. he did like half the work for Satan. Because who knows when this man's deal was supposed to be up. That's another thing. One second. <laughs> a lot of times, they'll put like a limitation on how long the person gets. So, oh. they'll put like a year like 20 years like it's not a lifetime sort of thing it's not like you can die peacefully like you're gonna die natural causes yeah it's not like that normally you have to pay up eventually Uh um and it's normally not for long periods of time like in some of the cases that i read i don't want to call them cases because honestly who knows if this is even real and i hate to call it cases um (laughs) Like, the longest one that I read was, like, 25 years. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, I mean, still was, like, a all. long time. It's especially like if you're, like, I'm going to sell well that it will be a doctor. If you're a doctor for, like, 25 years, unless you have to go to school as well. Yeah, yeah. Then it's really not that long time. By the time <laughs> that the devil comes back, your student loans will, like, barely be paid <laughs> off. I feel that. But it's just one of those things where normally there's a time limit on it. And yeah. so... Maybe his time limit was coming to an end, and that's why he was kind of, like, wigging out. Yeah. Or maybe, I mean, there's a ton of reasons. When you sell, who knows what's on this man's mind? He sold a soul to the devil to become a leader in the church. It's not like he has a logical sense. Yeah, no. I just want to know if on his death certificate, it literally said, cause of death, <laughs> happiness. <laughs> uh, I would pay money. Joy. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is that we know this man existed, and we know that this deal, whether or not it was true, uh, apparently did happen. Yeah. Because there's like, it's in stained glass in churches in Europe. So, I mean, he could have been lying. Either (laughs) way, I'm not sure what this man's credibility is. Not calling him a liar. But. (laughs) Not calling him a truther. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, legends of deal with the devils, obviously, they are incredibly numerous. But the first time that it was brought into the world of the arts was in 1592 in the play Dr. Faustus. Now, this is normally when most people have heard of someone making a deal with the devil was from this play. Because a lot of things have branched off from this play. Like BBC miniseries were based off of this. Which, that's not saying much because there's like BBC hey, miniseries yeah. for everything. Uh, there are even legends... That when the play was performed, actual devils would appear on the stage, driving some viewers mad. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's what I want to do when I go watch a play. <laughs> go crazy, literally. From a demon uh, on the stage. Faustus's deal was this. He was allotted 24 years of life on Earth, during which he will have, this is the name of a demon, and it is the hardest thing to pronounce I think I've ever pronounced. And if I pronounce it wrong, you're gonna hear that a lot from us. <laughs> I don't know. His name was Mestophilius. Mestophilius. Sure, that sounds right. <laughs> um, so, Lomefi here had to be 
Dr. Faustus's personal servant for the 24 years, and Faustus was allowed to use magic. Um, yeah. But, okay, so this only lasted for 24 years, or after 24 years, his soul no. went to the devil? Yeah, this okay, lasted gotcha. for 24 years, and then his life was up, he was going to hell, and his soul was going to Satan. Uh, at the end, well, here you go. At the end, <laughs> yeah. he will give his body and soul over to Lucifer as payment and spend the rest of time as one in hell. The deal was sealed in Faustus's blood. Okay. <laughs> so, let's compare 24 years to an eternity. Does that make a lot of sense? No, and especially no. since basically all he got was like a little demon servant <laughs> who apparently, from what I've read, I tried to read through this play, but it was d- somewhat difficult. He really didn't want to do anything for him. He was kind of a jerk, honestly. And he <laughs> could use magic. Imagine? It was could basically, honestly, what it reminded me of, if you've ever seen Harry Potter, uh, Sirius Black's, uh, God, what are they called? House Elf Creature. Was a jerk to him. So it's basically like this guy got creature and then could use magic. And that that's it. Just it for 24 years. Start. I'm 24 years old. My lifespan. I'm not even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my lifespan. Which doesn't feel like, well, sometimes it feels like a long time. <laughs> but, I mean, in, in all reality, no, it's not that not long. long at all. No. Why not just live a good fulfilling life like everybody else and not go to hell I don't know that doesn't seem I don't okay but it was like talk of the town back in the day I'd say so uh, from that moment on deals made with the devil have been in countless movies songs games books and even more plays uh, <laughs> even the Muppets had an episode <laughs> Where Gonzo tries to sell his soul to Alice Cooper for fame. Well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And also, I mean, if you think about it, that's basically what Ariel did. She gave her voice over to Ursula to have stupid yeah, legs. That's that's pretty true. I never thought about, about it like that. Yeah. So, it was pretty... I mean, it's been kind of ingrained into modern history now. Yeah, really. So let me give you the most famous rumored deal with the devil in all the Appalachian states. Robert Johnson. In modern history, his deal may be the most popular of them all, managing to be ranked fifth out of 100 on Rolling Stone's list for greatest guitarists of all time in 2003, with only 29 songs being released in his entire career. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, But his accolades do not stop there. He was a pioneer in blues music and influenced musicians such as Keith Richards, Eric Clapton, Bob Dylan, and a whole lot more people. Robert Johnson now has songs about his life as well as movies. Uh, So let's get into why he made a deal with the devil. Please. Robert Johnson was not always one of the greatest blues musicians of all time. Obviously, you're not born that way <laughs> um if you are sign me up yeah maybe they had to make it deal with the devil. yeah like his parents <laughs> or something he was born in hazelhurst mississippi in 1911 and 
obviously 1911, he was a person of color. And so 1911 was not a great time. So his dad was ran off by a bunch of racist jerks, basically. And he was forced to leave Hazelhurst. Um, his mom, his dad, and him. And so that is how Robert found himself in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, it is in Memphis where his love of blues music came to be. Also, fun fact, that is where Justin Timberlake is from. Oh. Yep. It's from He's Memphis. From Tennessee. Yeah, Memphis. Why do you yeah, think his band is called the Tennessee Kids? I didn't know what his band's name was. I did. Not surprising. Go watch his concert on Netflix. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but you should go watch For it. For your own enjoyment. <laughs> it's great. Uh, <laughs> but if Justin Timberlake ever wants to sponsor us, not gonna turn it down. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Be a guest Don't even get me started. I've never been to Memphis, <laughs> but it'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Robert moved around here and there, and in 1929, he was married to Virginia Travis, but she died of childbirth shortly after, mm. or in childbirth. Of childbirth. <laughs> Sorry, my notes were weird. Uh, after the death of his wife, he gave up his life as a farmer and decided to become a full-time traveling musician. Surviving relatives of Virginia said that her death was due to the fact that Robert was singing secular songs, which was also known at the time as selling your soul to the devil. But it is believed that Robert quite literally sold his soul <laughs> to gain popularity and fame in the music world. Some also believe that he traded his soul to become the greatest guitar player that he was, and some believe it's a mixture of the two. Some believe that he sold it to become famous, mm -hmm. but also for like immense guitar skills. Because, well, okay. I mean, I have watched videos of him play. Well, I guess they're videos of him. I mean, there's not really that many pictures of him. But, I mean, we've heard some of his songs. So, obviously. Yeah. If he did make a deal, the deal paid off because we know who he is. <laughs> um, True. One of the most popular stories about Johnson's deal is that starting out in high school, he had never really made a name for himself as guitar player. But at 18, it seems his talent was finally birthed. He was widely talked about and envied by other musicians, but his skill in the guitar shocked everyone that knew him. He played another level, not only his talent, but the notoriety he was receiving. They could only count it up to being one thing that he made a deal with the devil. Oh, so it was... Like, this wasn't just a skill that he worked for. Like, it was just... No, it... It just From what I can tell, like, once. some people say, like, overnight, he was, that like, way better of a guitar player. Some say it was a span of a year. But either way, people say that his talent went from, like, zero to 100, basically. Hmm. So, that's when the rumors and accusations began, but yeah. he encouraged them, and he even told the story of how he did it. The story he told goes, is at the age of 18, he was nowhere near where he wanted to be in life. His guitar playing was not what he longed for, and he saw no hope of becoming famous. He was trying to become basically, I'm trying to think of someone to compare him to nowadays. Someone that everybody likes, not just Harry Styles or <laughs> someone. What? There are people who don't like Harry Styles? Are someone that we me? like. <laughs> but basically, like, he wasn't reaching the level of success that right. he imagined himself to be. Yeah. Which, I mean, at 18. Yeah, that's pretty early. Still yeah. Still a long 
life and road ahead of At you. At 18, I'm pretty sure that I was like watching a lot of Harry Potter in my room by myself. I don't even know what I was doing at 18. Probably you're probably crying a- myself to sleep from <laughs> all my homework. <laughs> I was probably miserable. Oh my gosh. So, in a depressed haze, he decided to go for a walk and came upon a crossroads that he'd never seen before. Also, I mean, who can't relate to wanting to walk around in a depressed haze? <laughs> yeah, don't, really. don't we all? It happens. That's <laughs> the best of us. <laughs> at this mysterious crossroads is where he claims to have met the devil himself. He offered oh, him... So he just... Okay, so he just took a casual walk. Yeah. And just No, came he across. was walking in a depressed haze. Oh, okay. So that has to be... That's one of the components. Okay. You know, like how they make the powder puff girls, like sugar spice, everything nice. Yeah. Depressed haze. <laughs> Your life sucks. <laughs> Not exactly. You're ready to make a deal. <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> so either. And then the devil just appears and he's like, hey, want to make a deal? So, I mean, like, he had two options. Depressed haze, his life sucked, he needed to make a deal. It was okay, either so make a deal with the devil or go on to a reality TV show. <laughs> and they didn't have those back in 1911. <laughs> so, what we're saying is if you're at a point in your life that all of these things apply, don't, don't go for take a walk. a walk. Yeah. Forget exercise. Stay where you're Stay at. Stay in your home. <laughs> Just take a nap. Don't take the chance. <laughs> Just take a nap. <laughs> Uh, so at the crossroads he met the devil uh the devil offered him unspeakable talent on the guitar and a place among the greatest blues musicians uh all in exchange for his soul (laughs) i love that just no biggie all i want is your soul that's it yeah that's all he asked for (laughs) which okay hear me out uh i that's the thing though like your soul isn't tangible. So I feel like that's why it's so easy for people to be like, yeah. okay. like That's true. I read a book recently. I'm not just reading books about people's soul. It was a fiction novel. <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> <laughs> it was fictional. But they even talk about it. Like, your soul's not a tangible thing. You're yeah. not, like, staring at it all day. Like, if I had to yeah. give up my arms to live forever i wouldn't do it that would suck yeah no matter like if i could work with my feet if i could keep my arms and my soul i'm gonna take that deal yeah but like if i had to give up like bamboo for the rest (laughs) of my life like seeing it using it in any capacity i'm not gonna be upset because that's not a common that's not a common thing in my life that is true i doubt that people just Constantly think about their souls. Unless you're having an existential crisis, I don't feel like you're like, man, my soul. Wonder how it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well it's not there. It? <laughs> so it's. I mean, it's not one of those like tangible things. Mm-hmm. It's not like your vision or your hearing. It's not something like. And again, we mentioned that he was going through a very hard time, and he was not where he wanted to be in his life. So it was kind of he like, was walking around. And I assume in the middle of the night, because I'm not, I'm not saying that the devil's coming out at like noon. Yeah. This man, Robert Johnson, was always obviously like walking around in the middle of the night, super depressed because life sucked. And so the devil was like, "Man, this is got my him. opportunity." Yeah. So obviously Robert Johnson accepted, or else we wouldn't be talking about him on this podcast right now. I mean, because we're not a music podcast, we're a 
folklore, Muppets. monsters, <laughs> mysteries, scary stuff, podcast. We're not talking about blues musicians. Uh, so when he returned home, he had exactly what the devil promised, and soon he had a clear path to success in the music industry. But when I say that Johnson fully embraced these rumors, I literally mean that through and through. He wrote songs about it. He talked about it openly, like, from what I can tell, pretty frequently. Um, okay, but could you imagine if he didn't actually sell his soul? I mean, it's a great and story. Yeah, exactly. Like, somebody could just sit down and be like, you know what would make for a great story? And, yeah. I mean, I feel like people would be more likely to want to meet him yeah. and listen to his music if he yeah. had, like, this cool background. But also, like, wouldn't you want to take credit for the fact that you're really great? Like, and that's my thing, is that I kind of hate, like, being yeah. like, this man sold his soul to the devil. Because he really was, like, one of the greatest blues musicians of all time. Yeah. And basically his whole career is like, oh, he wasn't that great. He just sold his soul to the devil so that he could be great. Okay, but also, I didn't know about this. So there are probably mm. plenty of people who don't know this and think that, you know, he was just a great musician who worked really hard throughout his life to get to this point. So, Well, sorry to ruin their life with this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but that may not be the case. Um, so some of these most notable songs include Crossroad Blues, often just called Crossroads, and Me and the Devil Blues. Like I said. He, he really embraced this. It was kind of like... I'm trying to think if one... If someone else was to do this... To, was to do the same thing, would they constantly talk about it, make music about it, or would it just be kind of one of these things that's like, yeah, you know, sold my soul to the devil? Well, I mean, you can always think of it as like a persona of sorts. Kind of like... Sia covers her face with her yeah. hair. Like this was just kind of something that he took on. Yeah. Like yeah, he just he just kind it. of yeah. He was like, if people are gonna say this about me, might as well make some fun out of it and be like, yes, almost all of the devil. Sure did. You want me to tell you about it? Yeah, that's pretty true. And I mean, I'm obviously fascinated by this, so I would have seen this guy in concert strictly for the fact of being like, hey, what tell happened? Me <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, hello. I will have pay a seat. you to tell me the story. <laughs> so, I mean, even if it was just like a business tactic, he was smart. smart. Yeah. So, I am sure that you've heard the song Crossroads. It has been covered by most notably Eric Clapton, but also by one of my all-time favorite musicians, John Mayer. We love us some John Mayer. He covered this song on... I think two albums, uh, Heartbreak Warfare, and I don't know what I'm talking about, John Mayer. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he covered it on the Where the Light Is, but I'm not positive. Don't hold me to that. That's all I'll say about John Mayer. Unless, unfortunately, he, something happens and I get to talk about him more on this podcast. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, Again. maybe not fingers crossed because we only talk about oh, like <laughs> yeah, hauntings right. and. Yeah, please nobody. Unless he has like a crazy, Mayer. like if he gets abducted by a UFO and then returned, then we'll talk about John Mayer again. Agreed. Okay. But only then. Yeah, <laughs> only then. <laughs> we'll never speak his name only again. If aliens are involved. That's it. Uh, many of Robert Johnson's other songs 
that weren't about the devil uh, were also covered by incredibly popular and talented artists such as Fleetwood Mac, Tina Turner, The Rolling Stones. And that's honestly the shortest list because there's like so (laughs) many more. Exactly. Um, But the interesting matters of Robert Johnson's life do not end here. From 1936 to 1937, Johnson recorded 29 songs. In the span of a year, he recorded 29 songs. And those are the only songs that he recorded throughout his life. The songs that everybody covers were recorded in this one year. Why? Oh, one year later in 1938, Robert Johnson died of mysterious causes at the age of 27. Oh, well, that makes sense. It is believed that he was at a party, fell ill, and four days later was found on the side of the road. So he just randomly, like, there's no real explanation. He just there are a lot of rumors and stories. Mm -hmm. Some say he was poisoned, and others believe that he was murdered and left on the side of the road. Some people say that he died of like drinking overdose. Some people believe that he was flirting with a married man's wife and the guy killed him. So a very wide variety of explanations. Yeah, there's a lot of like myth and legend around how he died. Okay, so with this one, we don't know how long the deal was supposed to last, right? No. Um, But... One of the most notable causes that people think of the reason that he died is that his deal with the devil finally came. Uh, okay. Finally there came to an end, and the devil took what was his, apparently. Um, many note the odd nature of Johnson, not only dying so young, but also at the age of 27, since many artists that have come after him have died at the exact same age. Ooh. Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, and that's not even the beginning of the list. I wonder, wow. Hmm. But I mean, of course, this can all be chalked up to awful coincidence. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to Like, I wonder if we compared 27 to, like, the rest of the ages yeah. that people have died at, if there's a big difference. Like, yeah. there are a lot more people who died at 27. Yeah, I mean... It is interesting. And, I mean, those are some big-named artists. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Kurt Cobain, and the the, the list was long, <laughs> honestly. Wow. And and so, I mean, is it suspicious? Yeah, but also it could just be a really awful coincidence. Yeah, definitely. But to be honest, I'm not really looking forward to the age of 27 now. Yeah, really. <laughs> we know anybody but, 27? I mean, it's not like We're I'm also- a famous musician. Yeah, I just not yet. record <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> it's not like I'm like Beyonce. Yeah. That's the one main person who I've thought of throughout this entire thing. Not that I not that I think Beyonce's so <laughs> I'm gonna stop right there. Yeah. Um sadly, the exact location of Johnson's grave is officially unknown. Yeah. There Why? are three different markers that have put up as possible sites in church cemeteries outside of Greenwood, Mississippi, which is where he died. Mm-hmm. At one of these burial locations, there is a monument in honor of Robert Johnson paid for by Columbia Records and a lot of other donors as well. Um, Columbia Records basically paid for it because they are now the company that took over the original company that recorded Robert Johnson's 29 songs. Oh. So they, I'm, what I'm gathering is they own the rights yeah. to those songs, which makes sense because John Mayer records at Columbia Records. Oh. Yeah, he's an artist for them. 
So it makes sense why he covered the song. But how is it possible for someone who was so prominent for like nobody to know where? And the thing is that I mean, Mississippi's where he was from. Like that is he was a incredibly popular musician in Mississippi. So the fact that they really have no idea. Some people there are these three sites and then some people believe that he is buried in what they call a pauper's grave, which is basically just like a poor man's grave. Like they didn't have really a place to bury him. Whoa. Okay, but that would make sense because he was just found on the side of the road. Yeah. And also if it wasn't supposedly if it wasn't for this deal with the devil he would just be a regular person with no Mm -hmm. fame or fortune so he left like the earth i guess i mean (laughs) (laughs) his body was buried in the same manner before the deal yeah i mean it makes sense Hmm. but there is like a there's a large monument at one of these grave sites that has like all 29 of his songs on it it's big it was called something, and I can't remember what it was. It was like an obliquary or something. I don't even think that's a word. I can't remember. But the legends don't stop here. There's some that say the devil offered them fame and power and money, and they turned it down. Literally, there was one story that I read where this person was like, picked up this man at a gas station and he was like you want to be famous and the guy was like nah i'm good (laughs) i'll work for it myself and then they drove a little ways down the road and the guy was like you want a lot of money and the guy was like nah i'm gonna earn it myself and then they stop at another gas station so the the guy in the passenger seat can go pee and he never comes back and the guy walks in and he's like hey what happened to that guy and the the gas station attendant was like i don't know and so that's it that's so funny yeah that is incredibly funny i mean it was explained much darker in the terminology of the voices that i just made in the way that i just explained it but that is the synopsis of that story is basically like the guy was like nah i'm good i wish i wish i was the type of person that would be like that but i can't say that if someone looked at me and was like you want to be famous i'd probably say yes if somebody said you want a lot of yeah, money? Yeah, but then if someone was I'll like, say yes. okay, here's a knife. Cut your hand open and okay. sign your name in your own blood. I mean, yeah, I would probably stop it there. But just answering the question, I would probably I would probably say yes. My thing is, you're not getting, it's not a fair trade here. Like, he gets your soul for eternity. You get to be famous for like 30 years. Yeah, it's not. Basically what we're saying, don't sell your soul to the devil. Yeah. Not the way to go. Yeah, I am still intrigued about how people go about it. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm never going to do it because it makes me nervous. Even reading, I would hope so. Even reading these stories, I like. I don't know. It made me nervous to like turn on the light in the bathroom. I don't know if I thought <laughs> I was going to see the devil or something, but I was like, man, oh, no. been talking about him a lot. But it's not <laughs> like he's Beetlejuice. It's not like if you say his name three times, he's like. I nope. hope not. <laughs> but I guess you're right. It is interesting because I guess we already discussed how he came upon the devil. But yeah. in other situations, how does this happen? Apparently, the one guy, the devil just got into that one guy's car. <laughs> That's so random. Who's to say that I won't just be driving home one day, maybe probably at night? And oh, I guess, was he 
like a hitchhiker? Is that why he would be in his vehicle? I guess from what I can t- well from what I can tell, yeah, he like picked him up. Gr- okay, so I'm, never I'm thinking this was in the seventies. Hitchhikers were all the rage yeah. back then. That's why so many True. people were killed. Yes. We'll talk about that more in other podcasts to come. Yes. But not Ted Bundy, because he doesn't technically land in the Appalachian States. But yeah. he picked, well, he didn't really pick up hitchhikers. No. Just first killer that came to mind. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think the end result here is don't make a deal with the devil. And also, don't look it up because it gives you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. And that's such an old lady term to use, but <laughs> man, it creeps me out. Reading the book about it didn't make me as scared as reading these yeah, stories. The book was not real. True. That's where this, uh... True. Did, yeah. Well, real life. Like I said, that was the, uh, Robert Johnson's deal, and we've covered the state of Mississippi. Which, technically... Is barely an Appalachian state. There's like this, like this much of it. But it still counts. Yeah. Definitely still, still counts. Still counts. Well, that's all, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That was another episode of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod and like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash AppalachianMM. You can also email us at AppalachianMM at gmail.com. Thanks for exploring the weird and wild and spooky parts of Appalachia with us.